0: What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 560 for September six, two 2022. It's IGN's weekly Xbox show. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, joined uh, on a very, very hot San Francisco day. We don't have air conditioning in this town. It's just FYI, if, uh, that's why we're complaining about it. I'm joined by Miranda Sanchez. Welcome back, Miranda.
3: Hi, thanks for having me back. I'm yeah. glad to be in the studio because my apartment <laughs> also does not have air conditioning. It was 90 degrees in there. And I was like, I don't want to be here.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's why there is a Daisy the Boxer here as well. She, I don't know if she's going to end up skittering around on camera. Probably not the it. way we have the shot framed. But uh, we also have a Destin Legary joining us
2: from the Southern California region. Hi, Destin. Bam. Hey, everybody. There's also a heat wave here with temperatures (laughs) up to 105 degrees some days. So I am in an air-conditioned office, but you both look great. Well, uh, as long as
0: I don't lift up my arms, it's all like sweaty yeah, and gross was, under here.
3: My hair's been getting long, so I was like, a ponytail <laughs> is a must. You know, we're wearing shorts, skirts, dresses, anything.
0: Anything that with keeps you ventilation. cooler. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we've got a ton to talk about this week. I even want to maybe see if we have time mm-hmm. after our big topic for the cyberpunk news that dropped today. It's not in my notes, but. That was a big thing this morning as we set to record here on Tuesday. But let's start with Halo. So 343 has updated their Halo Infinite roadmap. uh, And as part of that, they have canceled split-screen co-op in the process. They said, quote, In order to improve and accelerate ongoing live service development and to better address player feedback and quality of life updates, we have reallocated studio resources and are no longer working on local campaign split-screen co-op. Now, before we dig into that, that is there is a lot of weight in that statement. Uh, that statement uh, is very painful
2: to a lot of Halo fans out there, which we'll, well talk about. Well, not all of them, Ryan, because a lot of people have already glitched and made this work right now.
3: But wow, really? It, it is true. <laughs> on
2: the VCR Xbox, it is, and it works it is fine. True. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> that could get patched
0: out at any moment. It's not Don't official. Don't patch it out 3/4. Well, I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying you got to, you know, you got to be prepare for the possibility, but yes. Yeah. The community resourceful as it is has already um has already tried to rectify this on its own. Yeah.
2: It's but, it's not a mod. You just go into a menu and then you exit out and then <laughs> the split screen works. It's like crazy. Yeah. Uh so thanks community. But before
0: so before we get into the the philosophical discussion that that I think is important to have today. Let me tell you about the stuff that is in the winter update, which will be dropping on November 8th. So we have Forge mode. We have two new maps, both made in Forge, which we've seen 343 do in the past uh, with with Halo multiplayer maps. We have the full final official version of Campaign Online Co-op, which will have new achievements, which will have cross-platform support, Mission replay uh, and shared progression as well. So that's what's uh, more to look forward to, as well as a new mode, Match XP, a beta of that, which allows, or, or excuse me, that's not a mode. I'm um, next. Match XP beta allowing players to level up alongside the 30 level battle pass. And then the new game mode, Covert 1 Flag, which uh, features asymmetrical loadouts and round-based
2: gameplay, which uh, sounds right up my alley, actually. So It's, actu- it's actually a spy versus merc-like, Ryan. Attackers yeah. get pulse, sidekick, and active camo. Uh, and then the defenders get uh, the commando and energy sword and unlimited threat sensors. So... Uh, it does sound really interesting and very spy versus murky. Yeah.
0: if commando, uh if,
2: What?
3: Is it the commando? The commando,
2: yeah. Right?
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh.
0: It's, you know, you just have but to energy swords. use it at yeah, the it right was, range. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, so, yeah, if, if Ubisoft won't make spies versus murks, I'm glad <laughs> Glad 343 will take it upon themselves. So, all right. So, that that is what's coming on November 8th. But... Let's get into this, because the cancellation of split-screen co-op, uh, it, it's its cutting a lot of Halo fans deep, and, and I completely understand why. Uh, I got multiple letters from unlocked listeners who were, like, legit disappointed by this. I got one super heartfelt note from a, a, a listener who said, my brother and I don't play a lot of games together, because I play a lot. He only plays games every now and again, but Halo was always a thing that... That we played together and we were super looking forward to this and so yeah like i could just I, I mean i'm happy to be the have an outlet have for that person to have an outlet to just write to us and just <laughs> let it out yeah. but it's you know there's a lot of tradition a lot of friends family that that every time there's a new halo which doesn't come around very often anymore you co-op through it
3: yeah I, like because whenever i hear things like this especially for something that comes from microsoft because i think in the past, they've done a really good job of carrying on these traditions of local co-op, like, you look at Gears, look at this, like, with Halo in the past. It's It's been something that's sort of instilled, and, like, honestly, I know my life would be a little different if I didn't have co-op Halo. Like, that's, that was one of the first shooters that I really played, you know, intensely with, like, my dad, and we had to sneak it in. It's like a, you know, core memory, like a big foundational life moment for me, and to think that a lot of people just don't get to Play with their, you know, their parents or their On the siblings. On the same console, like you, now you need console.
0: multiple devices yeah. and multiple copies of the game or multiple game That's pass. That's not
3: realistic in most households. Like. <laughs> And yes, we have like the Xbox Series S, which is a lower price point, easier to get into, but that's still a lot of money for a lot of households. And I think that's one of the things we talk about with Game Pass is like, hey, this is a great value to get people exposed to all these things and not being able to sit down and pick up a controller with somebody of like a game that's really um, important in your households or something that everyone's really excited about. And if you've been holding off all this time waiting to play co op and then now you get the news, it's like, well, I actually, got to go get another console. That's a big bummer.
0: Yeah, Destin, I, I, uh, I know we can't like cling too much to the past, especially 20 years ago, but there's the extra sad part of this is if you do look at that history, you could argue that Halo was in large part built into what it is because of split-screen multiplayer on Halo 1, four-player don't look at my screen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and that was, you know, four-player split screen was a big part of what helped launch Halo into this juggernaut thing that was a staple of every college dorm room, and and it really is a bummer, is it not, Destin?
2: Yeah, it is. I I think it's really strange that it would be entirely abandoned, especially when we see that community members are jumping into at least the campaign and playing flawlessly. Um, I don't know if this was supposed to include multiplayer, but if they had said, hey, look, the experience isn't stable enough for multiplayer, and we have to cut that aspect of it, sure. Like, I, I could at least give them that. But to just eliminate it entirely is is really unfortunate. Now, the footage that we're actually seeing is when I got to play through with uh, other people online, and you're probably going to see me fail a jump here in about two seconds. Thanks, <laughs> What were you doing? Uh, um, I just went a weird way and I was goofing around. But anyway, um, it's really fun playing with other people. And I'm glad that at least we're going to get this aspect of it. Yeah. But. To not have Couch Co-op when it is functional in game right now, even on the VCR Xbox ones, and people have been doing this all weekend. I truly hope 343 reconsiders and just makes this an official prompt. I don't under I truly don't understand what the holdup is when people are playing it right now without issue. Why would you just abandon this when it seems like it's like right there? So close to be to be completed I mean that is fair
0: uh and and three four three has been i think relatively open and transparent with the community but but yeah it it almost feels like Destin to your point that an a m a is needed for them to if they're going to be open and transparent for the community to be able to have a f- proper forum to ask those kinds of exact questions yeah. and to get the answers to that so that you could. They could give you an answer of well here's why we're not doing that specifically
3: yeah i i think you also touched on a good point too it's like not to stay in the past because of course um online co-op is a really big thing now too like of course i actually don't have anyone who i would play couch co-op with at this point in time but that doesn't mean that my situation is like the commonplace right. thing right and i think you exactly we got letters in from folks who are like you know this is a thing that we did together and now just not going to happen for this iteration, and I, I do hope also that they reconsider at some point in time. But I think there's some larger issues here, and just hearing how this was stopped for like kind of staffing issues in a way—well, not right. staffing, but resources. Like the
0: studio that's supposed to have uh, not unlimited, but a lot of resources. So we assume inside us. Microsoft. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that you're you're the flagship. Uh, well, you're you're got the flagship IP Uh, you're one of the biggest internal studios in in Microsoft first party so it it is it's just it's puzzling now I also just to state the obvious obviously 343 is not doing this maliciously they're not like well you know we don't we know the community cares about split screen but we don't so forget (laughs) it we're it's not that they know they're they're disappointing a lot of people
3: yeah, and I'm sure the, the folks who worked on this feature already, to your point, Dustin, of like saying, like, it's almost there. And like, maybe there's somebody internally who's screaming, it's like, please, just a little more time. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> one more person on this project, or whatever that bug or thing that they're trying to figure out is. Like, I'm sure you're not alone in saying that. And someone internally probably is also saying that. But at the end of the day, calls are made, right? And it's not necessarily by the people who are, you know, writing the code or designing the backgrounds or doing the art for this game, right?
2: I wonder. First. Oh, sorry, Destin. Go ahead. No, I mean, just like what Miranda says, there's probably people at the company that are just as disappointed by these decisions, decisions, especially as as close as it seems to be.
0: Yeah, and and uh, the thought I was just having was about crunch and like I wonder if even three years ago, because uh, these these crunch conversations in the gaming community and the in the game development community have have really only been coming to the forefront in the last, these last few recent years. And I do wonder if three, four years ago, it would have just been, well, we're going to crunch and we're going to get this done. We're going to get this mm-hmm. split screen thing done. Now, I don't want them to crunch, but I have, it's just, it's heartbreaking that they don't feel there's a way for, to to make this feature happen in a way that's, that's healthy for the team to do
2: So, they- so- Back in two thousand eleven, okay. sorry Miranda, yeah. one of the quotes that have been floating around were when Phil Spencer said if we lose our way with Halo, we lose our way with Xbox. And <laughs> and like that's it's really concerning to see where Halo Infinite is today because you know, we have this statement from Phil Spencer, and then here's the news coming out of Halo, you can't even do Couch Co op, something that was promised for years. People said I'm going to wait to play Halo Infinite until I can play on the couch with my son or play with my boyfriend or girlfriend or um, you know and now those people just aren't going to ever play it. I know Janet was on Twitter saying like guess I'm not playing Halo Infinite now. She was going to play with Isaiah, you know, and I've seen a lot of people echo that sentiment. So this is a this is really important to people and the fact that it just got put on the back burner for what? For a 30-tier battle pass system? To, because you've had to delay another few months till March of 2023 for season three. So like, it's really unfortunate. We're going to hold on. We're, pause this. We've got a lot more on this topic. We're going to take a quick break
0: to satisfy the overlords. Be right back. This week's podcast unlocked is brought to you by Nord VPN. Hey, if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts, Nord VPN is a great way to go. You can use Nord VPN, a virtual private network. To watch live sporting events, TV shows, films that aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that is.
2: That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz, and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny, true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
0: All right, we are back talking Halo Infinite. We are uh, just... We're, we're heading for neck deep. We're about chest deep in this conversation right now. Um, Destin, you were just commenting on this old Phil Spencer quote from a while ago about if we lose our way with Halo, we've lost the way with Xbox. And Miranda, I think you were about to jump in here.
3: Yeah, yeah, so exactly on that point, Destin, that you're saying that this feature that was promised years ago is getting put down to go work on, you, know, you said the Battle Pass specifically, but just generally ongoing service improvements and quality of life features which i would argue this is also a quality of life feature in a very different kind of way it's, it's a it's like the heart's quality of life you know this goes good couch co-op moments anyway that aside um it's concerning to me to see that they're having to tap resources from what I would consider potentially or hopefully other pools, right? I think it's really good to have teams that are collaborative and working together. You get to know more about your game. I have never worked in game development, so I can't speak to structures. But when I think about 343, and I'm, I don't know if anyone out there is just shaking their head and be like, Miranda. Um, I think about this as being, you know, like the premier AAA studio, one of one of few. For Microsoft, um, just as that quote said from Bill Spencer that Dustin, you really well pulled out. Um, they, I would imagine they have good resources. I would imagine they have good staffing. I would imagine that they have, you know, their development teams focused on like their parts. So like campaign people working on the campaign things, maybe multiplayer working on the multiplayer things, and there's some crossover here and there. But ultimately. When I look at games that have live service, I would sort of anticipate that they really need to make sure that you have a dedicated team always working on cool things. And then as we as, you know, we've talked many times about Halo Infinite is supposed to be a platform for the campaign going forward. I'm hoping that there's a lot of people already working on the next campaign thing. Like I thought we we're going to get maybe like little bits of DLC or and, something and hearing that them getting pulled off to do yeah. basic stuff for the live service, that's really concerning for me.
0: Yeah, same. That's you know we've we talked at launch so excitedly about oh there was the you know there was one of the audio logs about blue team and maybe we'll get a blue yeah. team DLC and uh, uh, you know all these kinds of things and oh. uh, and it's just it's it's clearly you know all any and all optimism for that's from me is gone.
2: Mm -hmm. Did you play the the multiplayer narrative event this season? It was a joke. It was absolutely a joke. They had a great intro cutscene, setting up some interesting stuff. A Spartan's in a coma. You got this rogue AI, and then they send you into some game modes. But then the follow-up cutscene was, go get kills in multiplayer. You do that. And then the ending cutscene was, good job getting kills in multiplayer. No additional lore. There's some stuff on the website where you could choose your own adventure. It was incredibly disappointing, especially after all this focus on story, story, story. You know, so like, just the reaction from most people are like, "Really? Like this? This is how well, Halo is being treated?" And even Forge Beta looks great, but you're relying on your community to make content uh, for you.
0: Now. And even everything you're saying, Destin, I could have could have come out of my mouth in 2013 with Spartan Ops. Yeah, that was another <laughs> attempt. Yeah,
3: I yeah. Think- uh, uh, to, to this this whole conversation, too, I think we want to bring it back to, like, I'm not looking at the people who are designing these features. I'm looking at the management and seeing, like, where, Absolutely. what's happening here? Because, well, obviously, like these teams, and, and maybe it's, like, a very big picture issue, yeah. but I, I'm just surprised to see that we're having these issues when, you know, not to get... I mean, actually, yes, they get competitive. Like when I look at like Naughty Dog and stuff, like they Uh, get their things done. Of course, they're not trying to do a big life service game. And I want to acknowledge that, but they're also working toward one. And it's just, I look and see echoes of Bioware's missteps with Anthem. And that's where, like, where they could just not marry the ideas of campaign and life service. And obviously, Halo has done that. Like, we've seen them just do incredible multiplayer. And I would argue that with Halo Infinite, they do have a fantastic multiplayer base. But it's just all the tools around it, the structure around it, the continuation of it, it's just not there. And you look at any other life service game right now, any other competitive game, and it's just not comparing. And you can just tell that it is absolutely what i would assume is a resource thing and a project management thing right and that's that's a hard problem to solve for especially if you don't necessarily have the resources that you need to build this but then that begs the question of like how did you guys not plan for that to know how much resources you do need to sustain these to keep those like quality of life updates constantly rolling out to have more maps and to have not these massively long seasons with like just sort of bare minimum updates and it's just really disappointing because I, I really expected more out of this because of the position 343 is yeah. to Microsoft. And that's, that's where this comes from for me, not because I'm just like, oh, well, you know, they tried their best. But I look at a lot of these like indie studios and other places out there that are doing a lot with, I think, a lot less, or what I would assume is a lot less. Um, and it's, it's really incredible. And I, I think I just am sad for this, the team at 343 that they're not really getting to realize the potential with Halo Infinite at this point.
0: You know, Miranda, you and I were talking off air, as we, like we started the show before the show yeah. you know, over in the over in the <laughs> editorial pit today, and we were we were talking about how, you know, with the with the always cat the always applicable caveat, we are not game developers, yes. we have never been game developers, but uh, it sure seems like continuity matters mm-hmm. on a team. It's not a, the be all end all, but you look at Naughty Dog, you look at Rockstar North up through Grand Theft Auto V. You look at some of these, uh, I mean, id Software before, you know, up through Rage. uh, And now there's a new team at id that's been pretty, pretty they've stuck together, Marty and Hugo. But like you look at some of these really successful franchises and the teams behind them, there is continuity there. You have a lot of the same leads. A lot of the you have a consistent vision uh, that that helps get this done. Now I don't disagree that uh, the talent might... like we've had the talent has been on display mm-hmm. at three four three over and over again from the incredible visual punch that Halo Four packed on a on an aging Xbox Three Sixty to uh, you know the the revitalized multiplayer that Halo Five brought us to a great open ring campaign of Halo Infinite. Uh, the talent has been there, but there. But you know, I want. I, wa- I want to ask you: like, does that consistency matter? And or or is this really? Is, is there? Do we have to just keep moving up the the chain here and like pulling back the camera till we find the problem?
3: Um, I think the latter is what it is, right? Because I think there's always something to be said for new talent, new blood, new ideas, new perspectives. And that will only make your games and your your stories and all these things stronger. I think having additional perspectives always does a lot for a team. Um, Because there's a lot to consider. And maybe someone coming in with a fresh perspective will say, hey, maybe what if we did this instead? And it's like, oh, that's really helpful. However, I think to your point, we've seen a lot of turnover with Halo and the 343 team. Like After every big release, it's like, all right, well, time to shuffle. no,
0: it's telling in some yeah. way that yeah. these people are not sticking around. Yeah. Again, I'm not like I'm not saying it's a bad culture I'm not I'm not pinpointing any one thing, but you know, you look at we can't say. But right, like Quindel Hoyo, multiplayer lead has left. Uh Paul Crocker, who was the creative director on the campaign left. Uh Jerry Hook, longtime Bungie and then 343 guy left. Uh there, and there's actually there are a bunch more I should have made a list, but it's it's there's not, been a lot of turnover. I know this was yeah. clearly a hard project, right, right Destin? Like the clearly Absolutely. infinite was a a very very difficult
2: project. Um, and the problem with turnover, Ryan, is you have to start from the ground up again with a new employee when you when you go take them through the training process, get them into the team. Like it takes well, a while. The to The tools get those wheels as well. When you
0: have it. a proprietary in house engine, which yeah. again, I'm not saying slip <laughs> slip space is the problem. It's it. It's a beautiful engine. It looks great and infinite, but you know you do have
2: that extra loop of having to onboard people with your tools as well. Well, I was making a comparison to Destiny, Miranda. Sorry, did I did I cut you oh, off?
3: No, I think you just heard Daisy. Well,
2: <laughs> oh, uh, we so we were making a. Comparison to Destiny, or I was making comparison to Destiny over the weekend. We look at where that is today. They're constantly having great updates, and people are really enjoying what they're bringing to the table. Uh, multiplayer is a little rocky, but about two years in, they with Taken King way back with original Destiny, they felt like they were finally hitting their stride, and they've had ups and downs since then. It's been ten years with the Halo franchise and it still doesn't feel like the team at 343 has really hit their stride, especially with where we're at with Infinite. Now we go back to Halo 5. Here's what they had month one. They had four new maps, big team battle. Month two, four new maps, 30 new wrecks, like tons of stuff. Month three, uh, 50 new rec- wrecks, two new maps. Month four, one new map. So by month four, we've had more maps than we've had for the entirety of Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite, this far, has only had, what, two new maps? A bunch of temporary modes. One, two, three, four, five, six temporary modes that, like, are coming in and going out. They finally were able to add where you can hit the escape key and actually see where you're at with your weekly challenges, but they can't even accurately track how many more kills you have left or let you go to the next one in the middle of a match. The the XP gains during in-game matchmaking for multiplayer... Um, like it's just not where it needs to be and when they're advertising on their roadmap that we're going to get Match XP beta sometime in November to March it's like how is this being addressed a year into development and then we don't even get season 3 until March 7th of next year
0: well I want to I'm glad you started on this I want to come back to this we got to take another quick break be right back all right so the destin you started to go down a road that i i'm i wanted to talk about here because it's and it's the sample size again like i'm rooting like hell for 343 to look we nobody wants to see them falter or fail we want halo to be awesome and to be this crowning achievement for this this thing that all xbox players can Hold in super high regard, and not that we don't with Infinite, but again, there are there are clearly issues here again. And uh, let's we have a sample size now with three, four, three. It has been, as you said, Destin, ten years. We have four projects, four big games, and let's just take a look at them. Uh, to your point about Destin about them not hitting their stride, let's take a look at each one just from a top a real high-level perspective. Halo 4, great campaign, in my opinion. I stand by my review for IGN. But fair to say, underwhelming multiplayer. Maps weren't as memorable. Kind of tried to do the little bit of a Call of Duty thing with loadouts. And, did not go over well. Yeah, it, 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 did, it, not hit, it did not hit yeah. the way that Halo multiplayer had, up to that point, hit every time. Yeah. Master Chief Collection. We know the story there. Broken at launch. And it took a long time in uh, crisis mode for them to. They eventually got it there. But, you know, burning a lot of goodwill, making a lot of players feel like they wasted their $60. Halo 5. Terrible campaign. Uh, those are creative choices, not. Absolutely terrible. Crea- you know, we've been over that a bajillion times as well. But conversely, as much as I didn't like the campaign, I thought the multiplayer was amazing. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal multiplayer. The best since Halo 2, in my opinion. I know plenty of Halo 3 fans would disagree with me there. That's okay. (laughs) And then we fast forward quite a long time. Uh, Six years, in fact, go by before we reach Halo Infinite, which I stand by my 9 out of 10 campaign review for IGN campaign. Fantastic. They brought it home. Joseph Staten helped uh, bring it to the finish line with with a talented team and great campaign and the the bones of multiplayer were great too but yet now here we are with history repeating itself of just them not being able to it's like, it's like they just can't swim they're trying it's like they're
2: swimming upstream uh, again here so they delayed it a year too that's like let's, true let's not forget they're like that's, oh it's not ready they delayed it a year yeah. what would we have gotten if they had released it at their original target
0: well and 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 right?
2: it's not you know, it's not a small thing
0: to miss a console launch. No, but no. That, that certainly threw a big wrench in Microsoft's uh, plans for, for launching their next gen console. But um, so again, yeah, we. The, the question I guess I want to pose is well, one of the questions has 343. This is like a. I don't know. This is really. a. I don't want it to sound this doom and gloom. You know what? I'll phrase it this way. I won't even phrase it. I'll, I'll phrase it this way. I think it's fair to look at the resources spent on 343 in the past decade and ask, are they the best stewards of the franchise going forward? Now, to clarify that, they're not going to close 343. They're not going to lay off all those people. That's not going to happen. But there is a scenario, I, I think a realistic scenario, in which Matt and Phil and the leadership at Microsoft could say, all right. We want to give the next. We want to hand Halo off in a in terms of the next big project to another team, and we want you guys just to focus on infinite support. Just get this right. Um, So I think that is a, a plausible scenario, particularly when Microsoft now has so many teams under its under the banner. After all these acquisitions, I mean, you've got Machine Games, you've got id Software, you've got some of the most talented first-person shooter game developers around. So, Destin, I'm going to go your way first. And again, I, I, I'm trying to treat this objectively, like from from an actual like reporter's perspective, not a not a you know f- fanboy commenter on YouTube, uh, not a knee-jerk thing. Uh, it, after after these 10 years and these four big projects is are 343 the best stewards of this franchise moving forward destin
2: that's a really difficult question it is
0: uh, no and i don't sure. and i'm not trying to put you on the spot and you don't have to even say yes or no i just i want to have the the conversation here cuz it's i guarantee there are conversations that are happening or have happened at the higher levels of of Xbox leadership how could they not you know I, after I think-
2: Go ahead, Desto, please. No, please. I think something catastrophic happened internally. Uh, There were a lot of people who left before Staten came on, and here's Staten, who has basically said straight up, look, I'm just going to take L's for the next year, because that's how—year or two, because that's how long we need to get this back on track. And he's been very public about it. Um, I think 343 has— mostly failed with being stewards of the halo franchise i will give them the halo infinite campaign but there have been tremendous missteps over the last year you launch a great campaign gameplay feels right but multiplayer just can't get on track there's some really basic basic features that take way too long to be addressed and it's incredibly concerning uh Matt Booty talked about recently over the weekend at PAX, I believe he said something along the lines of, uh, traditional AAA studios aren't a thing anymore. Uh, it's about collaboration and working together and new systems. I do think that 343 needs a support system. Now, I don't know if that ends up being id Software stepping in to help no, them- help Not together. them, they're, they're A-list talent. No, no, no. I'm saying just show them how to make a game that launches feature complete as opposed to sort of wishy-washy, right? I'm not sure what they need to adjust or change internally, but it's not working. I don't know if it's like management structure or production scheduling or what is going on, but take those Ls for the next two years, but I think they have exhausted their leeway with the community at this point, and the community is just sort of fed up.
0: Uh, that's definitely fair uh miranda as you as you are distracted by a there there goes the brindle monster to run away
3: <laughs> um yeah so i think thinking long and hard about this and especially the Matt booty comment that you also pulled up dustin it's really good as well um I, I think what they need is is just the development support they need development support specifically for multiplayer as we've all said we all really enjoyed the multi uh, campaign we I think at least most of us enjoyed the multiplayer at launch the base of it was really good until things started breaking right Um, i think at launch there was one map i was like you know if i never play this again that would be fine (laughs) but then everything else was like phenomenal like i had no qualms with it Um, it's just been the support on going from there so i think what they really need here is just another team some other studio to come and support their multiplayer development and i think. Or I would hope that that would solve a lot of the ongoing issues that are happening right now so that the team that wants to focus on the campaign features, on the next campaign thing, on the next cool story beat for multiplayer, should they want to like invest a little bit more in that and do maybe more creative things with it, um, that they could do that, right? Uh, I think that's, I, that's what I would hope for.
2: I agree with you, Miranda. I do want to add one caveat. If mm-hmm. that team comes in and they are under the same management structure that has continually failed, they're set up for failure.
3: Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. I think that's what it is, right? You you don't bring in another team because everything's going great, right? Like you're bringing another team because there's something fundamentally that was set up that's not working as it should. Um, and I guess from my perspective, so obviously I haven't worked in game development, but I sure as hell do a lot of project management. <laughs> and I think one of the big things, right, is at least for how I manage things and I manage quite a lot of projects and a lot of people and not the same scale at all. I'm not trying to say that of like a whole studio, but a lot of the thing is when you see these roadblocks is you're trying to go in and solve the puzzles. Like, okay, what does this team, what do these people need to be successful? How can I help them make this project successful? Like what resources or where do we need to scale back and really planning as far as you can for the future. And of course there will be problems, but part of your part of the thing is just trying to guess of how can you solve for those problems before they even happen? And so I think at this point, just because it does seem like they are from this messaging, I'm assuming strapped for resources and the talent internally to be able to make the solutions for those resources. It does seem like if they were to have another team come in to assist, they could maybe take off some of the load of certain kinds of projects that can be handed off and then let the team at 343 get their stuff done. Cause I do ultimately think story wise and creatively, I, I want to see three, four, three, keep up at it. I, I think that there's a lot of people I'm assuming really care about Halo with Eric. You don't go work at three, four, three. Cause you don't care about Halo, right? Exactly. You go, because it's, that's the Halo studio. Like that's the big thing. Like you want to go, go work for master chief and make sure he has a cool adventure that we're all going to enjoy and love. And you know, they really killed it with Halo infinite. And I just want to see that team get what they need to keep succeeding. And I think um, one ongoing conversation we've had too is about this being a life service product, right? And we've definitely seen a lot of life service things come up and just not work well, or like story wise or mechanically, just not really click with people. And then several years down the line, it suddenly pops. So that can happen with this. But I think the problem, to reiterate what we've said as well, is that this is a flagship franchise for Microsoft. This is like the Xbox title. And it having these issues is what is, I think, concerning just to speak for all of us. I think that's just to sort of sum it up really quickly of of a big problem that we're seeing.
0: We will finish this topic up here after one more break. All right, Miranda, uh, making excellent points there right before we took that short break. Uh, And in fact, Miranda, I wanna come back to that and get both your opinion and Destin's here. <clears throat> when we're looking, we're looking at these issues, uh, th- that have plagued now, uh, this, this game, uh, Infinite, uh, is, I'll, I'll ask this, just, it's kind of a hypothetical. I'm not trying to influence an answer one way or the other. I don't even know what I would say yet, but is, has, has, Infinite has Halo itself been miscast as a live service game. Does it have to be that to be successful? Again, this is probably this is like a real higher level business kind of conversation where there's, you know, ongoing revenue and this and that, but like does Halo have to be this ongoing thing or can it just be a once every 4 years big release with a great campaign and a great multiplayer suite? that maybe gets a few more map uh, some some DLC and then gets cycled out and 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 isn't a live service thing or or has the industry changed to the point where because clearly Microsoft has felt this way thus far has the industry changed to the point where your flagship game does need to be a live service thing
2: who, Can I go? Destin first, go ahead please. To, yeah. yeah, um Well, on that note, I can see a world where Halo is successful as a live service game. We get content drops during the holidays, uh, big campaign things, because the campaign was great. What's more concerning for me is when I hear 343 say things that doesn't sound like what I'm hearing from, from the community and what I feel as a player. You go back to the original Halo, it's a highly competitive game was one of the quotes. I'm just like, what? The original Halo was about couch co-op and playing with your friends in a fun manner. You also had one of the most broken weapons in all of Halo history with the. Don't you
0: say? Don't you? Don't you? You get that out of
2: your mouth. You get those words out of your mouth. Well, like, that's
0: not what I you think You just weren't right. talented enough with that gun. <laughs> yeah. Three shot death pistol. I will crush you on the on uh, any map. Let's go. At, that's not what I think of <laughs> for the original Halo.
2: That's not what I think of for the sequel. Sure, you had ranked and normal for Halo 2 and online. But also they talk about we have the metrics. We know what people want. Did your metrics tell you to take out the movement mechanics that everybody was celebrating at launch? Like, why was that patched out? Why did you take out the scorpion turret? And all the fun glitches that people were finding during campaign were, like, mint blitzes flying across the map. And then you, like, get rid of that momentum. That was silly and fun, and that felt really Halo to me, Mm -hmm. right? Like, in in a goofy, okay way. And they're putting resources toward fixing non-problems, right? And when you're focusing so much on metrics and you're talking about Halo being a highly competitive game, I just feel like... I don't know where you're, I don't even know what you're talking about anymore.
3: So, to kind of play on your point a little bit, one of the things that I love in a multiplayer game is the option to be creative with the tools they give you and I think Halo as you're saying has that very unique space where it's just really goofy like I love yeah. Halo because like you're just like driving a warhog, then you rocket launch you're off something and everyone's flipping <laughs> around but while you're you carrying a kill. skull that yeah. you're getting
0: points yeah. for and everyone's trying to take from you and you yeah. can beat them with if exactly. they get close enough
2: and it's, it's just a highly competitive game Oddball is <laughs> from Halo oh. you have yeah. like a game you would get on scooters and snipers, you know? Like, what are you talking about? There's
3: a place for that competitive nature, right? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have to permeate everything you do within multiplayer. Like, realistically, you look at the community... How, how a little teeny percentage of that is competitive? Like, a little teeny percent. Everyone else is here just to have a good time. True. And then some people really want to, like, get competitive and then, like, you know what? Just, sweetie, just have a good time. Just have fun, okay? Um, also, get your KDEI. I'm very proud of you. Because <laughs> I am also that person who's like, i got to get my positive KDA or else I'll be really grumpy tomorrow. And that does happen sometimes. But I'm going to have fun while doing it. Um, and I kind of think about that with just to kind of compare it to an ongoing game that's still still kicking. It's Dota 2. You're like, oh, of course. Oh, God. Take a shot if you're playing the
0: unlocked drinking game at home. (laughs) Miranda mentioned Dota.
3: None of my cats today, though. (laughs) Um, But the, the reason I kind of come back to this is because one of the reasons I really love it is that... You do have a lot of flexibility and creativity there with your item builds or how you use mechanics. And you don't see Valve necessarily patching those out. You get balance tweaks. But I think whenever you get to the pro plane stuff, people are using these in really cool creative ways to work with what's given to them. And of course, every meta will change and sometimes those cool things that worked before don't work anymore. But there's bound to be something new that's cool. And I don't think Halo is necessarily has the same sort of space just because mechanically it's a little different. But as you're saying that like those cool movement tricks and like certain weaponry and other things like that's that's just part of the joy of it like yeah sometimes it can be annoying for certain people but it's not like they're spawn camping and sitting in a corner like that stuff yes please get rid of that and like the genuine issues that actually make something either broken or incredibly unfair absolutely but if someone learned how to do a cool like movement trick and then i can go practice that and then do it myself why not? Like that's a fun thing about Halo. Um, I'm sure there's some people like Miranda. How dare you? But I think that maybe if if <laughs> this is a resource thing issue too, right? Like if you do have a competitive mode, like if you do that in ranked, and those certain things are not available, that's fine. Like, that is totally fine to have those separate, like, things. It's like, this is permitted, this is not. You see that a lot with other games. Like, for instance, like, Halo, like, there's, there's Captain's mode, which is what you do for the ranked and, like, kind of for more competitive things. Certain heroes aren't in that because they're not done being, like, tested and all this other balance stuff. Have that mode be the hardcore, you're sitting down, Mm -hmm. you're doing the lean, like, you're getting sweaty. Great. But let us, let us fling ourselves across the map, please.
0: (laughs) I, I I don't even know what my point is here but this thought just popped into my head uh you and I were talking about this before the show Miranda mm-hmm. it's it's just weird to me that the smoothest you've got this new studio purpose-built to to be the new caretakers of Halo the smoothest project from again from what we can see as a player's perspective from from the out from outside their walls was their first project Halo 4 comes in as beautiful game everybody loves it it sells millions awesome then the it, it's you'd think it would be the other way that that is that you'd have your issues your growing pains early on mm-hmm. and then as the studio gets established and gets its feet underneath it gets its sea legs that you'd see you'd see the problems go away but it, it's not and not that like every halo is riddled with problems but there are these. Again, to this this point about the flat about it being the flagship, that does matter in it really this context. Does. It, yeah. it absolutely matters. I think that's
3: why we're so that's why this whole episode is as long as it is. Right, we're, and we're going to keep important.
0: going. So the producers in the back, we're just going to keep talking for a while. So FYI on that. Also,
3: I realized I didn't even answer whether or not this should be a service game.
0: Well, (laughs) and again, I'm not necessarily looking for a yes or no answer to that. I just think, I I mean, I'm just thinking about that aloud because like for me, I know like I'm not who you're selling Halo to anymore. I don't think I'm a 20 year fan. You know, you need new new fans. You need to grow your audience. You can't just rely on the people that have been there for 20 years. Absolutely. But like, as far as I'm concerned, I I don't need Halo to be a live service game. But again, I, I suspect that clearly Microsoft feels like the industry has changed such that Halo needs to be a live service game. I just, I know I don't need it to be. I would be thrilled if if we just got traditional campaign multiplayer packages with a couple of d- rounds of DLC and then we we just, we, we ate good on that for three, four years until the next one comes around. Like, it, it, I, I'd be fine with that.
2: It says a lot that this whole reaction, this hour-long episode, everything we've seen on Twitter, you can boil it down to one thing not being addressed for the campaign, couch co-op. You pull out couch co-op, and that has spurned all of these conversations, because you start looking well, at where they're at with it holistically and what they have planned for
0: us. I think it's more the straw that broke the camel's back, as it were. I mean, they're, 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 it's yeah. not that the community hasn't been frustrated oh, right. before yeah. this week. They, they clearly have, but this is now kind of the like, you know, the delays, the long seasons, uh, the wait for co-op, the wait for forge, and now the, oh, actually we're not even going to be moving ahead. so it's it's the straw that broke the camel's back and as that's my take on it.
2: Right. How do you how do you launch a live service game and sorry Miranda, how do you <laughs> launch a live service game where you don't have consistent cores where your' your cosmetics, aren't that interesting. Sorry to the artists that have worked on it. Like I, I, Hey,
3: I love that teddy bear that is pinned to my Spartan. Okay.
2: Yeah. One thing they got one thing, right. You can only use it on a certain one core, one of seven, you know, you can't use it. And like by month nine, we have what cross core visors. It's something they're working on, but like, how do you mess up cosmetics when that is your main revenue stream for a live service game? How do you not get that right out of the gate? So sorry.
3: No, Don't be sorry. Or I don't think there's anything to be sorry for there. I think it's a good question. So one of my big questions is when they were looking at this, what did they make for the distinction between just a normal multiplayer mode versus live service? Because I think there's a way to conflate those two. And people are like, what do you mean? Like, are they the same thing? Not really. Like, yes and no. It's sort of like how um, a square is a rectangle, but a, a rectangle square. Correct. Yeah. Exactly that. And so, yes, you have like this ongoing supported mode, but the idea of whenever you save live services, it's something that's intended to live for a very long time. They want you to stay here. They want you to spend your money here. Yep. You want to invest your time here. And whenever you build something like that, destined to your point is that I think and i would hope that people go into it expecting longevity building these systems that will be the foundation for everything that comes later so when you have these cosmetic issues of like these certain spartan cores and there are these really cool prestigious items that only work for one or two but it doesn't make sense why they only work for one or two there's like all those confusing aspects it's slow rollouts of content like as we were comparing with the maps why are the maps so slow like granted the halo maps have been stellar so far i've loved them the new ones still pretty good too and that takes a lot of fine tuning It's very hard to do i'd much rather have them take their time with the maps figure them out and develop something that's good that's viable in a lot of different play styles and different um, modes rather than what i got with a lot of times with call of duty which it's like well we're all camping this side of the map rest of the map does not exist like like that that sort of thing i don't want to discount that that is hard to do however if you want to say that you're going to be a live service ongoing thing and maybe maybe uh, are we putting words in their mouth i don't think so because they're saying they want to do literally they want to do yeah yeah they told
0: you and i two years ago that we want this to be a platform for the next 10 years of halo
3: exactly you want to do that you got, you got to put the work in to do it. And I think, again, the people who are making these things, obviously, are really trying to do this. But at the same time, I don't think structurally, and it's going to keep going back to that, yeah. are having the support they need to make this. Or having the but, pre-planning to even think about how to support this. And I think that's one, something that's so weird. It's like, why are these seasons so gosh darn long? What is happening?
2: 20, <laughs> 22 new maps by this point for Halo 5. Two Two. That's well, so, That's so... Although, for infinite. how do <laughs> I, you... Where I are the Halo think, 1 maps, 2 maps, 3 maps, 4 maps? Like yeah, any they, of those they, have, ris- the they have resisted the past. The community already remade a bunch of those in Forge. Like, just give the community what they want. Give us the old maps. Give us, like, a season with 6 of the old maps made in Forge. Yeah. The community is going to do it, like, next week anyway, whenever Forge comes out.
3: Yeah, and I, I didn't... It's just really disappointing to see that, because I know... I know it is really hard to get these things going. And Dustin, you've told like really good stories about Destiny. And we've already talked about other games that really had a hard time getting off the ground. And I think one of the reasons I brought up Anthem previously is because you took a team that was not necessarily used to working on a bigger service multiplayer. Let's mix the story with the multiplayer. Yeah, they made single
0: player RPGs.
3: Yeah. And then th- then it was when you got into the game, these were two different things. And you could just see it. Well, like it was night and day between the different modes. And then then the multiplayer side just suffered because it didn't have you don't have anything to do?
0: The worst case scenario of yeah. what you're talking about has played out in Xbox history before. Lionhead, yeah. Lionhead was a studio that made Fable games. They it made. made it made single player action <laughs> oh, action adventure games uh, that were awesome. They also and made then the they...
3: movies. One of my favorite games.
0: That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is game. that is true. And then they were management, meaning like Microsoft decided oh, well, the next Fable, we're going to do this 4v1 ongoing multiplayer thing. And the studio wasn't built, wasn't structured for that. And it ended up costing a lot of people their jobs because the st- game didn't work. Studio was was shuttered. And I'm not suggesting, again, that's what's going to happen here. Or that's what should happen. But, um, you know, Destin, I want to come back to something you said earlier about Joseph Staten kind of just having to go out there and, and, be the the body on shield. The chin. Yeah, and just just exactly, just take it on the chin. And I, again, without working there, it's it's impossible to do anything but really kind of speculate from just where I'm sitting, but I for one, given Joseph's, I mean I've I've spoken to him so many times over the last 20 years, uh including when we went up to go see Infinite ahead of the launch. He's a uh, calming presence he, every time I've talked to him. <laughs> he, I, like, I feel like I, I trust Joseph, but to what both of you are saying, I mean, I, I would love to see what Halo looks like from scratch with Joseph calling the shots. Cause he came, not he parachuted in to try and like, it was like a fireman parachuting in with a, with a hose just to try and put out fires and get the, get everything under control and done. I like I feel I I have a lot of faith in him based on his his track record in the industry and with Halo but it's yeah it's the the support structure around him and around and and what is and the, the studio structure and that's where I wonder like are Bonnie Matt Phil confident in the structure that's there now—have they changed the structure at all in response to these delays, to these 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 issues? Like,
3: and, and and to also bring up, there's a lot of things to consider here as well with development, and that we did, and we kind of technically still are, like finishing up a pandemic. Like that was a big wrench in the game I'm sure for development like and I've heard plenty of people say it was like well that was a learning process of how to develop just across the world with as big of teams as they have and these huge assets like I think even on on our end too like we've we've had trouble of like trying to get assets to each other just because it's like well this is very large and now I'm doing it from my home internet and I hope it uploads fast enough because I'm sharing it with x number of people and all these kinds of things so that's not of course not to make an excuse but something to be considerate of of that that there have been a lot of developmental challenges and I think with like just also giving some credit like we like the base multiplayer of how it works when it works um i remember over the holidays big team battle just broke and it's like well you know, they deserve to have a holiday too, but also I really wanted to play this with my friends on the holiday. So that's, that's a bit of a bummer. And so like, just that's like speaks to, you know, having some support stuff figured out. No. Um, and then also I would say, I really like the idea they had for the battle pass, as far as it being turn it on whenever you want it kind of thing. And of course we had the big XP issue of how that got rolled out. Um, it's just like a lot of good ideas or things that just weren't, executed, I think, to what the community would want for support. It's just like the idea of having a battle pass that lasts for a long time, or basically forever, and you can turn it on whenever you want after you buy it. Fantastic. Very good for consumers, especially for folks who don't have a lot of time to play through these events, and you do have still some event-exclusive things. Lovely. But then, you know, then, then there is issues with that, and it took a long time to solve those issues, and I think that's ultimately what it comes to, and I think we've all played enough, like, um, life service games to compare and be like, hey, you know this other game that I play. Like, they God, they got so many maps. They got so much like events. Even if it's just a few times a year, like there's something there always. And whereas yeah, Halos, fine. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've done it before too. But you this did is, it. Yeah, but this one yeah. is just. It feels like we're just dragging our heels, and that there's. I feel like almost like a broken record at this point. Like there's some big problem structurally or something Something's going on. I would
0: just love to be a fly Something's on the wall in, in a con- in, what have to be weekly or maybe monthly calls with with Phil Matt and Bonnie. Yeah. Like and I and I don't say that like I'm not like oh I want to hear some dirt. Like no, I just I would just love to know how they're thinking about this. That's wonder, really like I I just have a curiosity about this is what I'm trying to th- cuz again, yeah. th- again they know They're not, they don't, they're not all, the three of them are not sitting in their offices going, everything's fine. Everything, like, everything's going (laughs) butter smooth with Halo. And we couldn't be, like, no, they know that there are these issues. So I just, yeah, I would, I would love to be a fly on the wall to know kind of how they're approaching this, how they're thinking right. about it.
3: I wonder how they're going to respond to a lot of these conversations as well. Obviously, we're not the only ones having this conversation. Phil it's
0: has a- probably turned this episode off at the dog Maybe, park yeah. by now. He's by probably film? like, oh, I can't Because <laughs> we've been going <laughs> oh. on for... Uh,
3: I'm not sorry. Almost an hour. I get hour. it. It's, no, it's not it's great, guys. No, I'm
0: not trying to say... like, No, Phil, he... he no, yeah. he, No, he's great, and, and I know he's he and I have had plenty of like off-the-record conversations conversations about about uh sort of the way that we as as IGN and unlocked kind of think about what Xbox is doing in the industry and um but yeah he might be thinks he at this point he might be like okay guys can we move on to
3: another topic <laughs> We right do now? actually have other topics to talk we about We do have other topics
0: and I think we yeah. are about ready to move on but yeah maybe some closing thoughts on yeah. this from each of you I want to well, go I'm... Oh, go, ahead. go ahead Miranda
3: Okay I'll <laughs> go uh I'm ex- I'm going to play co-op with my sister and I'm excited for that but also I'm I'm still a little sad for everyone else and I know I'm going to enjoy the heck out of playing the campaign again but I do hope that they revisit the campaign couch co-op option in the future and I do hope that we see some messaging about how they're feeling about things or if they're going to stick with their plan of not ever coming back to it or what else is coming on the horizon as you have all said that they are pretty good about messaging so I'm interested to see what they say next.
2: Destin? I think Forge is going to blow up Yeah. just based off of what we've seen leaks. We saw somebody make a Toy Story level. We've seen all the old maps come back. Yeah, Doom, a Doom inspired level. I think Forge is going to blow up in a big way. And I think that might might give Halo Infinite new life at least long enough until this team at 343 and the management can be restructured or whatever needs to happen over there. Allowing them to come out looking like sometime late next year with a big campaign drop or whatever they have up their sleeves because they're working on something. All these delays and all these L's, they're not happening for no reason. They're working towards something. And I'll be interested to see what that is in 2023.
0: And for me, I want a... I just want some stability for this franchise because as a fan... I'm kind of frustrated by... It, it was frustrating leading up to the launch in 2021. Obviously, the year-long delay. Uh, the But it's been... It's been years and years of instability. For the longest time, we got a mainline Halo game every three years. Uh, like Clockwork. There was a little... I mean, there was the handoff from Bungie to 343, where we got what do we got? We got ODST and 09, Reach in 2011, and then four was 2012. So we actually, got more. You know, we got more Halo in that window. But th- the last now, you know, we went we went uh, six years between Halo Five, which had already left a bad taste in a lot of players' mouths mine very much included with regard to the campaign and now it's there's just more frustration, more instability with uh the ongoing trials and tribulations of Halo Infinite. So I want I want stability. I want to be able to look forward to uh Either an, a, a a blue team like ODST kind of you know smaller mm-hmm. thing uh, like a you know I don't know six eight hour experience or I want to look forward to every three to four, I know games are getting more complex taking longer to build with more people maybe maybe a mainline Halo every three years isn't realistic anymore but you know, every four I don't want to wait six plus years between games anymore so. That's what I want. I want stability for stability as a player in terms of the content I can expect. And I want stability for the team so that I as a player have the confidence in that team to that they're gonna deliver something awesome that's that that is becoming that is deserving of the Halo franchise. Which again, I think at least that part, we've we got a great campaign in Infinite. Um, we've, we got a great campaign in four, we got a great multiplayer in five, I guess we're still waiting for everything to completely come together, but it's just, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see what the future holds, if we will hear about major shakeups on the management side or not, or new, you know, new talent coming in and Inspiring a new direction, or or what might happen? I I don't know what will or won't you know. Maybe everything's just going to stay the same, but I'm eager to see what happens to Halo over the next two to three years. Because if another two to three years goes by and I still have no even remote clue of when I get to rock and roll with Master Chief in a campaign again, I don't know. I eventually the the anticipation for or the the enthusiasm can't help but wane a little bit mm-hmm. if you know it was it was a tough wait for this one for for infinite and thankfully the i thought the campaign delivered but i i wish the best for 343 and it, but we'll see what happens all right that was a good hour actually almost on the dot Good stuff. Hello? I don't know how many of our audience was like they just tuned out and are like, I'll just I'll catch up next week.
3: Welcome back, maybe. I just
0: want Halo to be
2: amazing. That's that's all I want. Yeah. Just do that.
0: And again, hey. I, I won't apologize for spending an hour on that because yeah, we do all care about this. We all it's the most <laughs> it's... important franchise for Xbox our, in my Our room is green. Cause... Yes. Yeah for, for a, reason. a reason.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to something a little happier here. Uh, And that is some Game Pass news. The friends and family that we talked extensively (laughs) about last week, as Destin is uh, making some notes on the fly in our shared Google Doc here. Xbox Game Pass friends and family. We had the logo leak last week. We speculated on some pricing and and sort of talked more about that. Uh, Turns out we were pretty on the money. In fact, Destin himself, in bold... (laughs) <laughs> so it says he's really on the money with it, uh, literally on the money, because the prediction has has come true from Destin Laguerre, and I still feel like I might end up being correct here in North America, but uh, or I guess the United States specifically it's so it's launched in a test market in Ireland um, also down in uh, South America as well, <clears throat> but Ireland kind of the more probably one-to-one comparison for our sake, it's 22 euros per month As of now, the euro is one to one with the U.S. dollar. Therefore, it's the equivalent of 22 U.S. dollars per month. But, you know, we do tend to our pricing for things here tends to be with more round numbers, more like fives and tens. So I could definitely see this going up to $24.99 for when it when it does come out in the United States. But hopefully not. Hopefully it will be $22.99. $21.99 Dollars twenty one ninety nine a month, because um, that would make Destin happy, and make him more correct, and it would certainly save us all a few bucks a month, which would be nice. Great
2: but... price point, just saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, Destin, uh, this this is it, certainly for Irish listeners right now. This is a fantastic deal.
2: It also happened, like, right when I said it would, which I didn't think would would happen, but at least for for Ireland. Uh, This is great. I'm very excited for the family pass, especially for, you know, somebody with a child. So (laughs) uh, I'll definitely be partaking in this program in the near future, and hopefully it saves people some money. There's a lot of questions. Like, you have to be in the uh, same—not house, but you have to be in the same— Continent, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was I think it was just the same country. There were no other yeah. geographical restrictions.
3: I can yeah, do that. which
2: is interesting. So like so sorry to, to all a of friend, our
0: sorry, eh, to all of our Canadian friends that we can't share this with when it launches. Yeah. Sorry, Mitch. Sorry, no, Mitch. Dyer. You're on your own for your own <laughs> game pass subscription, buddy.
2: <laughs> yeah. But good news, uh great savings for families. I I love stuff that saves me money, so Let's go Xbox.
0: Yeah, Miranda, you think uh, you think it'll hold at twenty two for this market, or you think they'll they'll nudge it up a little?
3: Twenty one ninety nine, please.
0: Please, <laughs>
3: please. <laughs> I'll take it. Give me a penny less. Yeah, <laughs> do the the ninety nine thing. I, why do they do that? I'll get a It's
0: I don't know. It's yeah. It's been a thing forever, and I think I think every generation wonders why are we still doing that? Why isn't why it just twenty two dollars? We don't even have it. like pennies are are. are Barely even a thing in our currency Whenever anymore. Whenever you
3: actually get the .99 in any retail environment, it makes me so angry. I'm just like, are you kidding me?
2: <laughs> I just it's, keep it. It's keep a it. psychology thing. It's a psychology <laughs> I, thing. I, I, I figured, remember yeah. studying yeah studying this in business like years ago. Oh, uh, in high school, it's something. It's something about the psychology of uh, doing less. .99. Yeah, it's fe- you feel like you're getting a good deal because you're not paying like 22. <laughs> you know. Right, you think it's twenty one dollars.
0: Mm-hmm. Which you know you round down. Well, twenty one versus twenty two dollars. Guess I'm not making rent this month. <laughs> <laughs> like well, it's a, it's a dollar. I, uh, mm. Weird. But uh, let's talk more good news. Phil Spencer, if he's still listening, I has uh, he he knows this already. But he <laughs> he confirmed what we all suspected that Call of Duty, along with Diablo, Overwatch, uh, those big Activision Blizzard franchises, will be coming to Game Pass but will still be releasing on PlayStation on the same day. This was discussed in a Microsoft blog post. Spencer confirming that Activision Blizzard's library of games is coming to Game Pass once the acquisition goes through, which includes Call of Duty and other blockbusters like Diablo and Overwatch. Quote, We intend to make Activision Blizzard's much-loved library of games... Including Overwatch, Diablo, and Call of Duty, available in Game Pass, and to grow those gaming communities by delivering even more value to players. We hope to continue growing Game Pass, extending its appeal to mobile phones and any connected device. Uh, again, n- none of this is a surprise at this point, but boy, you take a look at it for as relative as as short on blockbuster titles as we've been in 2022 because we've still gotten plenty of good games Mm -hmm. on xbox and we've talked about how there are still a few more to come this fall but sure all right if we're a little short on blockbusters this year on xbox uh game pass which already we all agree is indispensable to i mean it's it's just a the value is there i won't say it's a no-brainer because you know Ten bucks a month or fifteen bucks a month for Ultimate isn't necessarily something every gamer can budget, but uh, the, the value is has already been there. But if you're in the Xbox ecosystem and next year, between Starfield finally landing, Redfall finally landing, some of these other long-awaited first-party games finally landing, and then Call of Duty drops in, which it'll be Obviously, Modern Warfare 2, that's out in October. There is no Call of Duty game next year. But, you know, you got Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2 will drop right in. Diablo 4 could be day one game pass, depending when the acquisition closes and when Diablo 4 lands. But it won't be too long either way. And then Overwatch. I mean, the dam officially breaks on... Yeah. game pass block like blockbuster triple because that's been like right destin you you know dex destin is out there he loves to mix it up with the uh the twitter community let's say yeah De- De- destin loves to get out there
3: <laughs> and one
0: of the things that i destin and that i know you hear a lot out there is oh well you know game pass is like it's like cable tv where there's tons of channels but there's nothing good on what? like well not anymore Right, Destin. This is, you know, it's it's about to it's about to go down. Is uh, I think the
2: fair way to say it. Well, yeah, I will say, though, that I am concerned that having full control over this powerful catalog, especially in light of Microsoft's already strong position in gaming consoles, operating systems, and cloud infrastructure, (laughs) could result in Microsoft harming consumers by impairing Sony's, Microsoft's closest gaming rival, ability to compete, as well as that of other existing rivals and potential new entrants who could otherwise bring healthy competition through innovative multi-game subscriptions and cloud gaming services. Is. It's that good. Oh, I'm sorry. I was actually just reading. That's an actual quote from the CMA in the UK, by the way. That's what they said. <laughs> so imagine I said that. And what's your reaction? Yeah. How com- weird, right? how,
0: Miranda, how comical so is it that, like, if you actually look at the industry in a real way, hmm. how comical is the idea that that restricts Sony's ability to compete? It's insane, particularly when Microsoft has spelled it out. Repeatedly, that we're still gonna put this stuff out on PlayStation.
3: Yeah, it's a (laughs) yeah, I don't know. It's like, oh, have you guys not seen how well Sony games sell? Like, I don't, by the way, even
2: if don't they have 70% of the digital distribution market right now? Also, like,
3: (laughs) there's just a lot of. Even if all of
0: this, even if Microsoft was was (laughs) removing all of this, was taking all these off the table for Sony and Mm -hmm. saying, nope, these are Xbox exclusives now, it still would be a ridiculous assertion that it restricts Sony's ability to compete. Like please, how about f- f- can, all right? Give us Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> give us for spoken yeah. and some of these other you know Spider-Man. Big th- Spider Man, Spider. man like well you know it's first party. I'm I'm looking at the third yeah. party stuff, but yeah, it's ri- it, that it is ridiculous that that whole uh, what are they? Destin, they're like the UK's version
2: of the of the SEC or FTC, one it, of those, right? Yeah, they're the Competition and Markets Authority. Yeah. this isn't some internet <laughs> troll. That is a direct quote from literally the UK's Competition and Markets Authority branch that I that I was reading off there. Um I agree Ryan, I do think that the floodgates are about to open if these games are on Game Pass day 1 and Phil just spelling it out. Yeah, absolutely. These are going to be on Game Pass day 1 and we Well told maybe not day Sony, 1 for these
0: Activision ones, but you're talking future well, stuff. Future they, stuff.
2: They will they will be on Game Pass he clarified. And we'll find out when at a later date. But he also told Sony that, yes, these would still be made available well beyond any sort of regulatory uh, requirement uh, that they had established that before even entering into the – well, releasing the press release at least.
3: Yeah. Like,
0: hmm. uh, ultimate like cutthroat move, which doesn't seem like Phil's personality, but would just be as soon as the deal is uh, is approved by re- all regulatory agencies in all in all territories, to just then immediately yank all the games <laughs> of PlayStation. I'm not advocating you do that. I'm just saying it they would won't. it would burn the internet to the ground. It, it would be not <laughs> that not that a would good be
2: thing. like <laughs> uh, that would be insane. The way this is going to play out are the FTC and the the CMA. They're going to put restrictions in place that Microsoft will have to agree to in writing where the games will come out on PlayStation still Uh, from everybody I've talked to and everything I've seen from like lawyers and such, that seems to be the outcome that we're working towards. There's no way Microsoft gets to just have all of these games at the end of the day without some sort of decree or declaration of uh, releasing on other platforms. And honestly, it seems like Microsoft actually wants to, expand the reach potentially releasing these on nintendo platforms and such as opposed to restrict it
0: mm-hmm. i don't i mean i don't understand how y- like if you pay 69 billion dollars you should be able to put them wherever you do or don't want your what these games to go <laughs> that's i'm not again i'm not suggesting that microsoft should or even wants to make them exclusives but you know Starfield, you know, you paid $7.5 Why is it okay to pay $7.5 billion for Bethesda? And those are all your games now. And Sony will never see those games again now that these, the two that Mm. were timed PS5 exclusives have come out. But you spend, you know, you spend $69 billion and suddenly, whoa, I mean, I know because it's It's, it's anti-competitive concerns and all this, but it's from a, to me as a, like just trying to think about common sense it doesn't doesn't make sense like if i spend the money i should be able to do what the whatever the hell i want with it.
2: I think yeah. people feel it's unfair because Microsoft has the money to make plays like that. And oh, they're, they're, they're
0: successful.
2: Yeah, right? Oh, We should punish them for being successful.
0: I
3: think part of and it, s- too, is it is a good player service thing. I mean, look what they did with Mojang, right? They didn't just suddenly yeah. yank Micro- yeah. or Minecraft from everything. If anything, they just made sure everything was supported well, even more.
0: And I just saw... And that's good. The, uh, uh, I just saw it up... It might have even been on IGN's like Instagram, a graphic that... Uh, Minecraft's the number one selling game of all time, like mm-hmm. by a mile. And then uh, I think, I believe it's GTA five is next. Mm-hmm. And like Microsoft's had Minecraft for like, I believe it's eight years now. And so a lot of those sales have come on a lot of non-Microsoft platforms yeah. in those eight years. So yeah, yeah it's like Still the, lots the they, they have shown that it is a uh, they, they are good at business I think they know what they're doing
3: putting things surprise putting things on more platforms mean more people will get to it
0: Sony's realizing yeah.
3: that
0: Slowly yeah, yeah. All, everything's coming PC. to PC now and that's great that is yeah. awesome to see uh, all right, real quick, because we got to do trivia, and we are actually really running out of time now, but I just want to mention Game Pass, because we've been on that on that subject. Uh, Microsoft's sending out, as they do every couple weeks, the list of Game Pass games coming up for the next couple weeks. This week, in fact, today, we have Disney Dreamlight Valley, Founders Edition. I'm er-
3: excited. I'm going to play that. Yeah, Animal it's Crossing, Crossing, but, right? but Disney and that's also a, we have a guide if you need it just just throw it out there
0: so a, that's a powerful combination <laughs> oh, disney yeah. D- the disney version of animal crossing
3: i would say it's a lot more relaxed than animal crossing as well in in certain ways um it's very chill i had a great time just fa- 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 faffing around is what they say my friend my friend in i will the UK not was play here. that game yeah this is very for me yeah it's fine if you don't play it i'll it's play right. it. i'll play it for you dustin yeah
0: and then, then uh We have Opus Magnum today on PC and then Train Sim World 3 uh, also today on console and PC. Next week, Ashes of Singularity Escalation coming to PC on the 13th. DC League of Super Pets, The Adventures of Crypto and Ace uh, on everything. You Suck at Parking on everything on the 14th, which I I I just picture like you're playing as Larry David in Curb Your Enthusiasm, just like... You good with that park? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious about you suck at parking because that does seem like a good idea for a video game. Uh, and then finally, Despo's Game and Metal Hellsinger, not- probably the highest, uh, highest, the biggest name maybe on this list over the next couple weeks, other than Disney Dreamlight Valley, which... Mitchell Destin on uh, he's on your your gameplay team here at IGN. He uh, has come back raving about Metal Hellsinger. Singer. I've played it a couple times. I enjoy it as well. I mean, it's it's Doom, but where you do you're shooting to the rhythm of some serious heavy metal, and it's it works. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, so it looks neat. that is launching directly into Game Pass on PC and Series X and S. And with that, we'll just do some sign offs and. And we'll hit the road here after a a little bit of a longer episode. Halo-tastic episode of Unlocked, which many of them are, but that's okay because we love talking about Halo. Destin, go ahead.
2: Uh, Yeah, so I just want to say about Halo Infinite, one last thought. Uh, I want nothing but success for the 343 team and for the franchise. So if you're working on the game, I know we were really hard on it. It's because we love Halo and we want to see it succeed. Uh, separately, on an IGN note, I have some previews coming out, actually. Uh, so I'll be working on that this week. I reviewed the Calabunga collection, and it's pretty great, but it has some online issues and some latency issues that mm. I noted in my review. And then, uh, of course, you can order cookies at legarybakery.com, uh, youtube.com slash Destin channel for my random rants, <laughs> and uh, twitter.com slash for my my spicy, spicy takes.
0: Uh, Well, we're out of time for you and I to plug because Destin took all (laughs) the plug time. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's fine. That was a lot to go through. There's a lot happening in the Destinverse, in the DCU, if it will, (laughs) if you will. (laughs) Miranda, please.
3: Uh, Yeah, you can find me at HavocRoseLetHavoc with a K on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. I'm not streaming tonight because it's way too hot. Um, For IGN right now, I'm just working on making sure we got a lot of good guides for the things that are happening right now, like Disney Dreamlight Valley and other games. So please check those out.
0: Fantastic. Uh, For a whining, crying Daisy the Boxer, I can't imagine that's coming through on mic, but she's like, why are we still in here? I don't want to be in here in the studio anymore. Daisy. Please let me out. Uh, We're going to do that in a minute here, but you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, Yeah, we launched a new IGN first today, Company of Heroes 3. I understand that's not an Xbox game, but if you are a strategy gamer... I mean, if you're a real-time strategy player, you probably are a Company of Heroes fan, so please join us all month long for our super producer Red in the back, along with Miranda and Destin. I'm Ryan, and for Daisy as well, this was Podcast Unlocked episode 560. We will see you back here next week.
1: New episodes on Tuesdays available on all your favorite podcast apps. Just search Hypothetical, that's H-Y-P-E-R-T-H-E-T-I-C-A-L.